Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Before the World Implodes. This is a introduction I've recorded after the after the conversation, um, just to say that given that this is Suicide Awareness Day and I think to Suicide Awareness Week, we we do touch on certain topics like self harm, uh, suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, um, depression, anxiety. Uh, so you know, if you if you think that conversations of that nature might bring up any unwanted baggage that you don't want to work through right now, then I I understand that, and I would suggest maybe go and listen to another podcast or uh, play some David Bowie and and have a green tea because you've earned it. Um, yeah, we we wanted to talk talk about things that normally we wouldn't talk about, things that maybe make us uncomfortable um, to to air just to sort of challenge the stigmas around um, you know speaking about your own internal conflicts and hope hopefully that can um, have some small impact on someone potentially or just you know work towards breaking down that barrier of feeling like we we can't communicate with each other unless it's on a positive basis um, yeah so I hope you enjoy the episode it was a great chat with my friend Dominic uh, we cover a, a lot of other topics too, predominantly you know music, film related stuff. But we we do have great chats, and um, I hope you enjoy the episode. And of course, I will leave some links to uh, various call centers and uh, online chat rooms and stuff for for if this episode does for whatever reason bring up some um, inner inner demons or inner sadness for you. That um, yeah. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully you guys can enjoy the episode and I'll stop talking now. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a great chat. So enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hello, people. We're back. Another episode of Before the World Implodes. We've got my man Dom. For real. For AKA real. Dizzy. AKA Dizzy in the building. Uh, it's a bit of a spontaneous one because we were here. We were making music and shit. Decided we'll do a pod. Um, Dizzy, man. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Um, we've we were talk we've been talking now for about an hour, just fucking off top of the dome. Um, we're very similar people. We haven't known each other very long, like a couple months now. Fuck off! Has it been a couple months. Yeah, oh man. my god! Like no, a, like, it is because I'm like, moving in in two days. Like Jesus six Christ. weeks, but that's similar fun. minds, similar interests. So sorry, that's done me in. Like I'm weird, I'm moving in in two weeks. Like I didn't know that was so long ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's mad. Yeah, it's weird, but um, yeah, we've been we've been talking about a lot of shit. We're working on some music. We got a song in the works called Dictionary, and it's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. I've got to say, Dom, what's new in your life, man? Moving in in two days to see an accommodation. That's a big change. It's a big change. Yeah. I've been very controlled my life. Like mm. my parents definitely had a hold on me. Right. I get so you. now I'm like. Fuck this! Going I am, into the real world. I need to do my thing because I, you know what? I, I like. I've got a job. I yeah. go to uni. Mm. I take care of my finances. I know what I'm doing. This is mm. something I just need to do for myself. Yeah. And it it's scary. I won't lie, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you're going out there into the real big bad world, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Did, have you seen um? There was this film that came out last year called Late Night in Soho or Last Night in Soho. Yeah, Edgar Wright, isn't it? That's that's you, man. That's yeah. gonna be you. You're gonna be little. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I haven't seen it. Though. Oh man, what's she called? She's in like everything now. She was in The Northman and um, Queen's Gambit. Oh, and, is um, it the one you played the last in Queen's? Yeah, Gambit? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. You're gonna of be her. her. She goes to she goes to London and she like basically gets eaten alive. 
<laughs> yeah, sounds like London, man. Mate, I don't think you're going to have the same experience of Plymouth, but... You know, I'm going to get eaten up by Ebrington Street. You did, yeah, literally swallowed off, whole man. by the hipsters on Ebrington Street. Oh, the bread and roses is going to kidnap me. Literally. They'll, um, you've got the beard for it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's more Pit and Pendulum, to be honest. I actually love the Pit and Pendulum. I've, you know, I've never been, but um, your beard, man, is strong. Don might strong. sound different. The acoustics of his mouth might be different today because... Yeah. He's got the fucking. I'm not saying on. bruv today. I think I just don't know why I said it so much. <laughs> Never had a podcast before. You have the full on uh, Roman Reigns beard. Yeah, going on right no, now. Well it's I, hard, man. Well, I thought it's I'd cool. go a little bit Mad Max. Bro, I, uh, I like. It. I wish I could grow a beard like that. You oh, know? dude, it's 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 work because it gets so itchy, bro. And obviously, it's quite discolored. I got a lot of ginger and like even grey hairs going. Right. Yeah. But. You know what? No one never told me it's expensive to have a beard, bruv. Mm. I'd say that. i say bruv right now. But look at that. But, yeah, nah. <laughs> no one ever told me it was expensive to have a beard, man. Mm. Like, bro, just getting it maintained or buying, like, the the cream yeah. for it and shit so it don't get as itchy. Bro, it's expensive it's, time as well. It reminds me of that joke in um, Million Ways to Die in the West where, like, mm. only rich people can have mustaches because it takes <laughs> a lot of upkeep. And I'm like, do you know what? I actually get it now. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it takes time as well. Like... I tried, I, man, I p- did a pathetic attempt at trying to grow out a beard a couple yeah. months back, maybe. And um, time, effort, I don't like having to shave all the time. And plus, my partner is always like, shave that fucking shit on your face, you know? And it ain't a beard. I can't grow a beard. And similarly to you, when I try and grow out facial hair, it goes gets way gin- more ginger than yours. Like, I get tons of ginger. Like, my um my inner Viking comes out when, my when I try and grow a beard. You, you know, see, the, the Scotman in me. That's not as bad for you, because I'm a biracial man. Right. Who's, like, Twix-coloured with a ginger <laughs> fucking beard, man. Yeah, but those like... things work very well. Those... <laughs> Those things work very well, I think. The the colour of your beard, it suits your face very well. Uh, Ginger beard doesn't look so good on me. Mm. I I look like, I don't know, I look like I'm going to hate crime myself. Oh my god, (laughs) yeah. It's it's a weird colour, man. It's because I've got, I had a Scottish granddad. Yeah, that So I think that's where it comes from. I think my nan might be ginger as well. Got a lot of northern blood, so um, the ginger comes out in my beard. Which is probably like karma for all of the horrific ginger jokes I've made over the yeah, years. Yeah, well, everyone's I mean? done it. When I come of age where I can actually grow a beard, karma's like, yeah, fuck you, man. Well, beard dye does exist, I think. Yeah, but Christ, we're talking about upkeep, man. You've oh, got yeah, to dye, I know, dye this right? shit as well. Like, oh, sorry, man, I can't go out to a pub tonight. I've got to dye my beard. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> dude, dude you know, I, I watched that uh, Million Ways to Die in the West film a yeah. couple days, well, maybe like two weeks ago. I'd gone out on the lash on a Monday because, <laughs> you know, I don't have a job. <laughs> and um, I got back and I was so fucking pissed and I was like, I just need to watch a film and sober up. So I watched Million Ways to Die in the West. Damn. That is a good film. It's funny, isn't it's it? It's fucking funny, really man. And you know, it's not going to win an Oscar, but it was funny. I really the liked jokes it. jokes land. Because it showed that Seth MacFarlane can still be original. Because I'm not going to lie, Family Guy these last few years have been lacking in well, my Well, dude, you know, he hasn't wrote eyes. an episode of Family Guy since Series 3. What? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't write any of it. He just does the voice. But I thought he was credited as written uh, by fucking Seth. No, oh. created by Seth MacFarlane. Not the same thing. You know, oh, concept, character, shit. all of that stuff. But no, he doesn't write any of it. I know this because before I uh, smashed up my phone, which is another story, I um, like always listen to podcasts when I go to bed. And Seth MacFarlane, I don't know if it's like the fact that I used to stay up 
when I was a kid and like sneak downstairs and watch Family Guy or whatever. But his voice, man, just soothed me. He's got a very good voice. So I would listen to like a ton of Seth MacFarlane interviews when I was going to bed like every mm. night, hearing him talk about Family Guy and all that. He doesn't write any of it. None of it. He That's just he, he does like this show called The Orville, mm. which is like a science fiction TV show. And he's got like a whole uh, orchestra for that show. Like he, he's got a paid orchestra to do the score for the show. He's like the only guy doing that right now. No one fucking does that anymore, you know? It's a shame because the, the best soundtracks have always been orchestra. Yeah, well, man, you know, film soundtracks are at a mad point right now. Oh, like, dude, I'm obsessed with Taxi Driver. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, and that influenced oh. a lot of films, man. Like, there are certain scenes in, like, Boys in the Hood. You know when... Um, All I'm going to say is, right, the whole reason you've got the whole aesthetic of Joker is Taxi Driver. It's, yeah, a, it's a ba- ways, it's, yeah. so much of it is a rip off of Taxi Driver, and I'm saying yeah. it now. Some say Andrew Tate was at his lowest moment when he watched Taxi Fuck Driver. Oh. <laughs> Andrew Tate, stop! Oh, oh my man. god, it's you that it's that kind of thing though, isn't it? You watch Taxi Driver, you become Andrew Tate. Yeah, you know? and I hate that it's got that reputation a bit because I actually Joker. It's a shame because they are both brilliant say, movies. Both really fucking good. Yeah. But it's a shame. But obviously Joker 2 is now a musical with Lady Gaga. Don't shit on it because... No, because it might be really good. I watched it's House quite of Gucci the, the other day. You see that? I've heard of it. Man, House of Gucci was really good. And is it got a ton of criticism. Adam Driver? Yeah. And personally, man, I think Adam Driver is one of the best actors we've got right now. I like it. I think he's brilliant. Eye candy, good performance. Black Clarksman, he was really good in, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, mate, he was like one of the best things about the new Star Wars films, too. Oh, he, for real. he gives a fucking great performance. Well, in he was the only fucking character of actual depth. Yeah, literally. And, um, and so the film is directed by Ridley Scott, the House of Gucci. And he like made the papers and all that because it did really bad at the box office. And he was like, oh, it's because of phones. No one goes to the cinema. Yeah, People still go to the that, cinema, yeah. but it's just they didn't want to watch House of Gucci. Marvel films. It was good. Yeah, that's the problem. Marvel films, you know. People want to watch that shit. Yeah. They don't want to watch House of Gucci, unfortunately. House of Gucci is good, though. It's really good. And Lady Gaga is in it. And she does a fucking great performance, man. She's really good. And I, th- I feel like she could definitely smash uh, a Joker performance. Well, weirdly, I can definitely see Joker being a musical because he's, especially if we're talking about Joaquin Phoenix iteration, mm. he's so dramatic. Yeah. He almost moves like he's in a musical. Well, like, he's on stage at the least. Maybe you can say maybe not musical, but his movements are so exaggerated. He's like, it's almost, it's very theatre. Yeah. So I reckon, obviously the whole, like, you know, going down the stairs thing or, or like, the bathroom, you know, boom, mm. that shit. It's so theatre. So I, I think it's actually not as big of a jump as people might think that it's going to be a musical. Yeah, and the score was so important in the film as well. Like, it was almost like oh, the film incredible. is sort of run into the score, you know? It was Like incredible. a musical. And, like, that scene when he's in front of the TV and he, like, yeah. contorts his body and stuff. And is this where he arm. shoots the accidentally lets off yeah. the gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see his, like, bony physique... That just seems like it, it would be in a in like some kind of creepy musical, you oh, know. It, it um, is so good. So yeah, I could. I feel like it might be pretty good, you know. I mean, obviously, like it's difficult to follow up with a, a great film. I'm actually a, glad a it's sequel. a musical because it might turn off some of the cunts. 
that are yeah. obsessed with the film. <laughs> yeah, true. true. I, I think it might even help with having Lady Gaga in it could uh, could push some of the right wingers out of the boat. Well, I can definitely see some of the right wingers being worried about what message it will come across. Because Lady Gaga is quite vocal with her opinions, and if and if yeah. she's and I highly doubt Lady Gaga would be involved in something of this magnitude if it doesn't adhere to her opinions and what she wants to portray. Yeah, like, true. I, I'd imagine she'd be quite aware of what's going on. And I heard she's on coke now as well. She's back on the sniff. So um, she'll be even more alert. Yeah, she will be. <laughs> she'll be less likely to keep her opinions Oh, dude, I was actually having a conversation about coke with my partner yesterday. Yeah. About how it's just this massive, like, lie. In, in what sense? So I'm super into documentaries. Like, I, I watch every single fucking type of documentary. Okay. All right, and I've watched this one about the production of cocaine. Right. Do you know much about the production of it? No, man, you're, you're going to have to educate me. So, obviously, it's all in these, like, just forests, right? It's like, you know, these tropical forests, because it's, it's still mainly made in Latin America. Uh-huh. Or Mexico is a big one, I believe, now. But, obviously, if we're, if we're going with the ones that are pr- produced in Latin America, you take the coca leaf, which is actually fully legal. Like, you, you that, a lot of people actually take it for altitude sickness. They will just munch on the leaf. Right. And um, it's this whole chemical process... But you they'll just have kids doing it, right? Right. And long story short, the the whiteness of it is all a lie. That's the reason pet- petrol is involved in the making of cocaine. Oh, petrol is involved to bleach it because it's natural form, I believe. Now I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Um, the natural form of it is brown. Right. And obviously, people associate brown powder with heroin. Yeah. yeah Dirty. Yeah. It's scum. Right. But you get this really like clean white powder. It's a status symbol. It looks clean. It looks, you know, you whip this little baggie out of white powder, you're gonna look mm. like the man. And it's so the whiteness of it is purely a status thing. Yeah, it, it, it's it's purely manufactured for yeah. it to be that way because white is considered clean. And also cocaine. Right, this is a weird thing, but run with me on this. Cocaine and limos have had the exact same lifespan. What, you, what, 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 what do you mean? Massive prime in the 70s and 80s, leading up to the 90s, used by celebrities, exclusiveness, you know, it was fucking expensive to get a hold of, okay. and everyone wanted it so they could look like the man. Uh-huh. But now, you can get a limo for a fucking stag do, mate. You can have it for some, for you, you can get a limo for your fucking prom. True. Like, and now cocaine, you get, like, kids doing it in a field and whatever, and, and all prom. this shit. Kids do cocaine. Yeah, it's like, That's you know, you get all this shit. Now everyone has it due to the availability of it. Mm. So they've had the same lifespan. Once as this completely exclusive thing that Mike Tyson's going to show up in this blacked out limo. Yeah. Now it's no longer a thing. Everyone looks at limos, people in limos as dickheads, man. Yeah, this like they, So they've had the same exact lifespan. Yeah. Now, I, now you could disagree, but I get I think... what I get what you mean. But um, yeah, because I guess back then, like I was reading this book um, the other day, about, and this guy's talking about like back in the eighties, man. You're trying to get coke no go you're not rich you're not getting coke uh now man everyone everyone we know so many people that do coke you know yeah so many people do coke you go to nine to five you're doing coke on the weekends you know it it, it, it's a pretty um what what would you call it like um standard average drug and it's a fucked up drug as well it's it's yeah i I mean man i've never done it never done coke and i never will just because mate like i'm i did I didn't drink coffee until I was 16. No comment. Right? I didn't drink coffee until I was yeah. 16. And now, 
from the first coffee I drank, man, I like I was saying to you earlier, if I don't have a coffee in the morning, I feel like I've got the flu. Yeah. yeah. I need it. I love stimulants, man. Like when it's weird, oh, the way that I work man Dude, the way I work, right? Like when I'm editing a film or or photography stuff or anything like that, I have my laptop on full blast. Mm. And I'm necking coffee, listening to fucking Iggy Pop, David Bowie, The Clash. Mm. And I'm manically... So I sort of... To like... To get to a point where I'm not like feeling shit, which is sort of like my coast, Mm. my average. I need to be really stimulated. Yeah. So I think if I did coke, man, my brain would would go into fucking overdrive and I'd be addicted to it, you know? Because for real. After too much coffee, I get like... You watch Doctor Who? No, never have. Fuck, I this... didn't grow up on English TV, actually. Oh, man. That... I was obsessed with Top Gear, but I was the only English That is I the watched. worst representation of, of British TV. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm, I, well, see, I grew up... Cars, oh, for me, helped man. me learn English. Mad. Because looking at... Like, my dad would say, what's that car? What's that car? And I had to oh, say it in English. So my love for cars started very, very, very young. So when I saw a TV show all about cars... Yeah. Obsessed. Oh, that's cool, man. That is a that's that's a great backstory for the next Fast and Furious film. <laughs> I'm obsessed. You're, you're yeah. gonna become a huge car. Oh car fuck off! People used to call me. Um, your name's Dominic, like Dominic uh, Toretto. <laughs> and you drink Corona? Because uh, I do. I love Corona. Oh man! And it's like it's Dominic Toretto. I was like fuck off. Suck your blood clots, mother. Yeah, I didn't please. even think of that. That's funny. Oh, every fucking Dominic Toretto. Damn. Oh man, he's like. Uh, those films have gone to fuck, haven't they? Oh my god! I see. I actually. I mean, really, they're basically Marvel films. I mean, I really right? enjoyed the first ones because, like, they were cheesy, but I and I, I, they're yeah, they really, were like they were like John Wick. They're, they're cheesy, but they're films. fucking good, man. Like they're, they're, they're really they're cool, com- you know. I lo- look, I I know people don't like Tokyo Drift, but that's the fucking Bruh, best one. Tokyo that's Drift, the best one. Tokyo Drift and the first one are on par. Yeah, they're both really good films. And Too Fast, Too Furious, it was fucking I wonder camp if you funny. know how they live in Tokyo. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, what, what Mate, those, those films, but they've been ruined now, you know. Bro, they are Marvel films. It's like, yeah. well, what the fuck are we watching? How have yeah. we gone from like, this? Fucking The Rock is in every single one. Um, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Roman Reigns is in the new one. Fuck, fuck um, You know, it's just like, all right, who can we get that like, looks cool, is big? Idris Elba. He's in the yeah, new one. Yeah. Like, oh, and he's just becoming he the new rock, cool, isn't he? Though. He's becoming the new he rock. He is. He's in fucking everything. And I'm and it's it's a shame because I actually really like it. It's like it. all part of me. Man, the the films are just getting so fucking predictable, you know? And oh, I mean like like John Wick is, the, is the furthest I'll go with those. I don't I I've not watched any of the new Fast and Furious films. They just seem man. like jokes, man. They like John are. Wick, I love a good John Wick. I only got into it recently. But I've never watched a John Wick film. Oh man, they're good. I'm they are uh... good. I think watching a ton of like uh, Asian like action films has like re reintroduced me to like the films like John Wick that I would have otherwise been like, oh fuck that. Like, that's I it. fucking love but, martial arts but, films. Mate, they're fucking great. And like reading the reading the RZA book. Mm. also made me realise shit there's a lot of martial arts films that I haven't even touched on you know like there's a ton of shit out there if you go looking for it you know mm. and um, that that's a weird overlap as well like you find a lot of musicians have a ton of knowledge on film can I just say that that point you just said that there's always like good stuff to find mm. is so fucking true and it's why I hate hate people that are like 
oh, there's no good music around anymore. I wish I was born in the eighties, <laughs> uh, bro. But it's good music. You're just too lazy to find it. Yeah, literally. You just like, haven't been given are, it by the fucking Spotify. Yeah, like, like you haven't fucking bothered to what to go for it. Like, I, I hate people like that. It, it because it just shows that. You're not saying it because you believe it. You're saying it because you want to seem cool. Yeah, like, oh, it'll be a good so caption for your Instagram post when you're wearing yeah. like a vintage Nirvana shirt. I love, I love, <laughs> no, I, I love the eighties. Did you know I like Stranger Things? Literally, like, did you, literally. Did you, have you heard of Kate Bush? Dude. No, uh, no cunt. But the thing that is, these fucking, people, yeah. they wouldn't get into good music that's around now anyway because they need to be yeah. told what to like. They need to be, to be told TV show. to like Kate Bush. They can't like Kate Bush unless she's in Stranger I'm Things. I'm sorry, no one give a know? game. No, none of those people that are fucking playing, uh, running up that hill over and over and over again give yeah. a fuck about Kate Bush before Stranger Things. That's not but, me gatekeeping I'm not a massive Kate Bush fan. Kate Bush, you should be. She's brilliant. She's so, she was so hot. Bro. Sure. I mean, oh that's God. that's one part of it. Oh my I'm blind to God. that shit, man. Like, I mean, blind, bro, I'm, I'm just greedy. Thing. I just want everyone, but, <laughs> like, fuck. Man, her music, though, she... She's got an amazing voice. She is incredible. And, um, yeah, people, like, now are not ready for, for Kate Bush, you know? No. And I think it's cool that Stranger Things has opened some people to that, but I think Absolutely. a lot a lot of the people that have got onto Kate Bush from Stranger Things will not get into the other stuff and won't get even into no. even her other areas of music no. because it's like... I don't think they've you even need to, to be a told, whole album, man. bro. Nah, because think... it's like, you need to... If you wanted to find it, you would find it. Yeah. If you want to find good movies, good music, you find it. But a lot of people just want to wait around until other people like it so that they can well, fucking Stranger be Things in the masses. is the reason Kate Bush had her first number one single. Yeah. About was it thirty years after her its release? It was, yeah, it was her number one. You know she's made like she made like half a million in a month. And I'm very happy for her actually. I, I, I like I am happy it was in Stranger Things because it did give her the recognition she deserves, and it gave her money that she deserves because it's her music. So, and obviously then uh, Master of Puppets was in there, but then people kind of woke up to the fact that. And this might piss people off. No, Metallica is one of the worst things to have ever fucking happened. <laughs> no, because, because well, at least, well, James Hetfield specifically, because one by Metallica is a fucking tune. Mm-hmm. And I actually do like it, and, and I do like the Black Album. Okay. But James Hetfield can go and fucking suck a dick and die. Who's James Hetfield? Frontman of Metallica. Okay. Has openly made fun of um, Kurt Cobain's death. Right. Called Ice-T. Well, Icy was meant to perform with his metal band on the same stage with Metallica. James Hetfield said, I refuse to stare at the stage with a, and I guess you can say, and I guess you can follow where that went. Right. Yeah. Openly said that. And obviously, like, I'm alright with saying the word, but I don't know if other people will be alright with saying the word, because, like... We're talking about the M word, right? Yeah, because obviously, like, being, like, being biracial, I don't, I ain't trying to sound like logic, so I'm going to say it once. Like being biracial, I don't. I, I have a funny thing with using the word around like a majority of other white people. Yeah, I get you. So I don't. Uh, I, I I just ain't gonna say it just in case people ain't cool with hearing. Right. Really but like he said, he doesn't want to stare share a stage with him. And he said that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and also you know Alice in Chains. I yeah. I love Alice in Chains. Also, like ridiculed the frontman for having heroin addiction, which he then later died of. Uh, he is bro, a there's a lot of that in that industry, person. man. And, and obviously when it first dropped, everyone was like, oh my God, Master of Puppets is such a good song. And then TikTok, the, the TikTok gremlins have found those quotes, I luckily. Uh, really? 
damn. I mean, I mean good, but TikTok is such a Well, you're never going to cancel Metallica because they've got a very, very strong core fan base. Bro, I just but TikTok find is so a, generic. I think they are generic and I don't like them, but TikTok is a fucking cancer. It's a weird tool. I don't use it. Um, I, I used to use it for a while, but like, it's just, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of strange sort of like, Pity points shit that goes on. I'm on sorry, I've got to say, if you're a grown person making the kink talk shit, you're fucking cringe. What's, what's kink talk? Just people like making thirst traps, bro. Ah oh, man, it's a it's you're cringe. Yeah, you're so cringe. The only thing I will admit is that if you are posting gen like genuine information about right. that, because people are because you know people are gonna um I don't know how do I. I ain't good at talking, my guy. But um, I, 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 if you're posting genuine information, let's say about you know the 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 best way to set boundaries with your partner sexually or in mm. terms of kinks, I, I actually think that should be a thing, and I fully respect the people that do that because it is so, probably really helpful for people who are maybe looking to get into it but not sure where to start. So that bit completely, right. I agree, should be on there. But when you're first trapping, like taking your top off, trying to look sexy and shit, I'm like, you cringe cunt. Yeah. But what I will say, on the other hand, is I need to get on TikTok. And I think... Okay. Because TikTok's the new SoundCloud, bro. You pop, really? on tic- you pop on TikTok and you get people, like, replaying a bit from your song and doing some clips to it or some dancing and shit and it fucking pops. Mm. It's the new way to pop, man. Because Damn. I truly believe that. Because look at all the songs that are massive now. Yeah. They've come, they've, they became massive because they were massive on TikTok. Like Bella Porch, bro. Without oh, TikTok. Bella Porch? Oh, fuck. See, this is the thing. I think it, oh, I think it is massive, limited to who is on massive, TikTok. See, I'm not on TikTok. She's this massive singer now, but she, right. she, was, she blew up for just making a funny face. See, but here's the thing. I think you shouldn't go for that route. I think it's short Because it's term. a limited short-term pop. It is pop, a short-term you know? pop. It's five minutes of but fame. But then again... It's not a career. I believe... I, I do believe that Doja Cat had a lot of influence. To have oh, it's true. And she, like, is still quite fucking big now. And a lot of people have come through that way. Mm. Definitely. Um, if you got a catchy-ass song that people can move to, TikTok is the place where it's going to be discovered. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lil Nas, perfect example. Yeah, he man. He sort of owes his career to TikTok, right? Absolutely. fucking In a lot of ways. And I mean, that's not to say he didn't work hard. Of course no, he did. No, of course but he did. But loads of people work hard in this industry and get fucking nowhere. It's know? luck. It's, it's, it's luck. It's luck. And, and it's cool that there is that tool, but bro. TikTok, I, I try, don't want to do it. Try other ways too, you know. Don't, don't let it be a cop out. I mean, no. if you blow up on TikTok, I'd be the first one to be eating my words. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you'll, you'll definitely have me back for another fucking podcast. <laughs> Literally. We've got platinum selling artist. <laughs> TikTok legend. TikTok, please. Um, no, I... It's interesting. It's an interesting app as well, because I've got a mate who was seeing this guy who... Um, oh, yeah. He does TikTok videos. He's like a, doing a master's in some history mm. shit. And um, you know, it goes around museums and does like videos about certain artifacts in museums and shit. That's cool. Well, you see that shit, I can totally I like get that, behind because you know? that is like short, accessible knowledge, informative, informative can, shit. That stuff I can really understand. Like, I what, I don't fuck with TikTok at all, but I can definitely see that there is good content on there, man. Mm. When you've got so many people using an app and it is ridiculously big, mm. there is going to be good good content on there. Yeah. But what I but I do think it is definitely a looking point as to 
how fucked up it is making our attention spans, bro. Because we are just consuming all these 30 second hits, 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 hits. To the point where I believe kids now, like I, I know someone, I'm like he's like my brother. His mm. sister cannot watch a film. She can't a watch lot a film. Of young kids are like that. Like, yeah. she, like, like she, she just. I've spoken to her about it, and she's like, "Yeah, I just can't. I get bored. I need to look. I need to like go on TikTok, look at my phone, like." Mm. But she, but she will binge an entire series, even if they're all fifty minutes long, mm. because it's episodes. She looks at it as like, "Oh, it's only fifteen minutes. So I'm gonna watch the other one." But she won't watch an hour long film. But she will watch an hour long episode. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm, she she said TikTok is a like a kind of a reason for that. Like, Bro, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Because then you got you got YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, whatever. Even, the fuck. even before TikTok was a thing, like Vine, Vine, but Instagram, Snapchat, you get quick rewards. The stories is a big thing for that. Bro, it's all is it's inevitably gonna fuck with your minds, but like, kids shouldn't be having it, man. They shouldn't. I mean, it's a, it's a. You know, I don't have any kids. Who am I to say? But fuck that. It's fucked that kids have got all of this software, man, because it does mess with your brain. And I, I even like, you know, I don't regret not doing well in school because shit, I'm here. But um, I was on social media all the time as a teenager, and did that fuck with with my Same. mind in terms of like how I approached education? Possibly, you know, would it have been, would it have been it better? For me. Possibly, man. I didn't give a fuck for me, like. My attention is like I've got so much knowledge that's not useful right. <laughs> in terms of like <laughs> in terms of like real world shit. Yeah. You asked me about some like fucking you know niche rap album. Mm. I'll probably know it. Right. You asked me what pie is. I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What? I got pie in the fridge. Come yeah, on. that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't like them cream ones, huh? Ah, well, so, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. But, pie's yeah, pie. but, you know, pie's good. like, I... Fuck, you know, I'm going to make a pie tonight. If I... <laughs> if I don't have an interest in something, yeah. no matter how much you try and drill it into my head, nah, not at all. It's not going to go though. in. That's good. And I think that really hurt me in school because then I... Because I knew, I knew I could just look at my phone and there will be something I'm interested in on my phone, on mm. Instagram, on something. So it really did impact me negatively. Yeah. And I'm just glad I didn't have it as... Through my really formative years as a as a toddler growing up. I and a lot of people of do that. now, man. My sister, bro, she's obsessed with a fucking iPad. She's six. She's, she's obsessed. She's got a phone and an iPad, bro. Yeah. She's obsessed. Dude, you know what? It's weird. Um... Because it's like what you grow up seeing as well. Like, not last year, the year before, like COVID times, bro. Mm-hmm. I had to stop a kid cracking their head open on the bus. So I'm on the bus, right? And um, top decker of a bus. So I'm sat next to where the stairs are, yeah, right? I got you. And like the seats just behind the barricade in front of the stairs. Mm. There's a mother sat there staring at her phone and a kid like walking on top of a slippery double decker that's moving. Right? And, like, the kids are wobbling around and shit. And I'm, like, turned around looking at the kid because I'm, like, something is about to happen. And the mother is just staring at her phone, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sort of hushing the kid. The bus breaks. I'm, like, straight up out of my seat because I know what's going to happen. The kid falls fucking right back and I just fucking, like, grab to the kid. And the mum just looks up and it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm, like, your kid could have literally fucking died there because you're staring at your phone. And it's, like... That is the message that you're giving to your kids. 
of like this is what you do they, they're not you dumb just, man they pick up yeah, that stuff very yeah. easily like you're telling your kids like this we get energy from fucking bluetooth charging through a fucking phone screen you know what i mean you stare at your phone screen all day that's what you do no that's not the fucking world man you know it's such as no, i mean it's so sad and like i just think like a lot of kids genuinely feel like that is how you interact and in I've, the world you know i like you're gonna like so many kids will have social anxiety man like yeah like, like it's it's cringe to say but i can imagine like people just texting each other from across the room I mean, that ha- that's happened to me, man. Like, I've been in, like, sleepovers and stuff when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. And if people had had an argument or something, like, people would just start texting each other. And it's like, that's un- so unhealthy. It is. And, and I think it will really, like, influence how people actually form sentences. And I think they might really struggle with it. Because when you've got a text message, you can really, like, take your time to construct it and, mm. like reread it see if you want to change mm. anything when you're speaking you're almost like freestyling everything like you know you're kind of just going off for whim and i think yeah. it's going to get harder and harder for these new generations to do it when they just spend all their time you know messaging instead of talking yeah and dude like when you've grown up that's your form of conversation you have to actually learn how to have a proper conversation yeah and if you don't you won't and it's a shame, man, but like there's there are so many reasons why there's a climbing suicide rate in this country, and that is one of them. The presence of social media, mobile phones, oh the lack of human interaction, the lack of actual connection. Every like is like a dopamine hit. Yeah, and, and every like, n- not like is the complete opposite. Because you're like, but why did my post of this get more than this? What, mm. what, did, I, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Did, I, did I take the wrong angle? Blah, blah, blah. And it's why when you got people like fucking feeling... So I don't have a problem with people. If people genuinely want to get like plastic surgery and lip fillers and stuff, if that's genuinely what you want to do, cool. I ain't like you know right. free right. But what makes me feel really bad and like sad is when people feel like they need it to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because you look at Love Island and the fake fucking cunts on there, <laughs> right? Who are only on there for teeth whitening sponsorships. Yeah. You know are you. It's all. It's 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 exactly what the what the look they want to be. It's the lip fillers, mm. the butt implants, the um. Have anybody got the lads like yeah? I'm fucking buff. Show torn the birds, me. I'm fucking buff, me. Fucking yeah. <laughs> and it's like so. That's why guys think they need to act like that. And then then the girls that they see the girls on on Love Island. They probably did it for the same reason as well. They felt like they had to yeah. do it so they can even go on Love Dude, Island. Dude, they're all it's fucking this whole victims. Cycle. It's a vicious cycle. They're all victims of the systems that they enforce, man. You know, they really fucking are. Love Island, look how many people have committed suicide from that show. Like three, three people from that show have committed suicide. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and obviously, Dude, that Jeremy is Kyle had one. Yeah. And then it was cancelled. Yeah, but I mean, Love Island is a perfect example of that. Like, what you see is what you believe. And you don't actually get to talk to people realistically. You get these weird ideas of what a human being is based on social media. And then those people who get so insecure about that are the people that when you go out with them in the fucking woods or whatever or go for a walk, like staring at their phone, take like checking how they look in the fucking mm. cameras and shit, like obsessing over shit that just doesn't matter, shit that is not relevant to their actual lives. What man. I think also a lot of people forget is that these people on Love Island, or shows like Love Island, mm. they know they're being recorded 24-7. So, 
you're not it's not reality tv bro because when yeah. you know you're being recorded you're gonna make yourself look the best as possible you're not gonna yeah. act how you do behind closed doors and i think people get lost in that and forget that you're not actually yeah. seeing how these people are because they know they're being watched by millions of people so they're not gonna say what's truly on their mind they're gonna say what's pleasing and exactly. yeah, of course, there's kickoffs, but that's there's going to be kickoffs fucking everywhere. Yeah, and they think they look good in those kickoffs. That's, that's the thing. yeah, because yeah. they they, 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 they always try right. to portray themselves as the victims. It's, it's so uh, gross. It's like I, it's it's funny how this box with glass at the end of it yeah. can fully change how a person can act. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. That's why people need to get records. People need to get fucking records. Fucking players. exactly. They can spend their time listening to records, exactly. not fucking staring at Love Island, man. I'll tell There's you so what. many people watch that show. Like mates of mine watch the show and I'm just like, dude. I've watched it with it. my mate's mum and his sister, because I'm there Damn. all the time. I've yeah. got my own key for the house. Okay. And I won't lie to you, man. It with them two, it's so entertaining because they get so into it, They're like, oh my god, I can't believe she did that and I'm like I'm not enjoying the show, but I'm enjoying mm. their reactions to it. And I'm like, do you know no, what? I, I can actually do this every night with you two. I get you. But it's just, man, it's like, you know, that that thing of like... God, Geordie Shaw, that's another one. Oh, God. Is that still going? Of course it is. There's a new season dude, coming out. Dude, you know that thing of like, how you were saying earlier, that, that that girl will like watch episodes, but won't watch a whole fucking yeah. film? People apply that to their lives, right? Like, oh, it's only one evening. It's only one day. It's only one week. Mm. Like, people have that mindset of, like, oh, I might as well just sit and watch Love Island. It's procrastination. And it's like, yeah, but what could you be doing? You know what I mean? Like, you could be fucking relaxing and actually, because when you're watching something like Love Island, you're not relaxing. You're buying into bullshit. Yeah. You're not actually chilling. Like, if you just fucking go to your bedroom and listen to some records, man, or fucking go for a walk. And honestly, Bro, write like, some poetry, write yeah. something. Really get your mind. Meditate on like your thoughts. Like, if you and need shit. that stimulation, which is why I think a lot of people watch for Love Island because they want that big kickoff, they want the stimulation mm. from it. I think that speaks to a lot of what stimulation people are craving for nowadays, and it's mainly negative stuff, you know? True it's so, looking yeah. at arguments, it's looking at. So, like, Jeremy Carl was so. Look at them. Their life is so much worse, or their situation, their argument, or what they're arguing for is so much worse than what I argue about, so therefore that makes me feel better. And I think that is a massive part of it. Mm. It's, mate, it's, it's, it's gross, and like with the whole fucking, it's like Suicide Awareness mm. Day tomorrow, and I feel like that's something people don't talk about. Like I've been there really, really badly. Yeah. Quite a, like a number of times. Mm. So it, it it does hit hard to see these people from Love Island like committing suicide because as much as I chat shit about them and saying they're shills of the industry because they mm. are. Yeah. But I also realise they are human. Yeah. Like they are they they are human and to be honest to go from nobodies to having. And especially if you're a popular person on the show, to having millions upon millions of eyes on you forever. Like, the, because their rise is so fast, they probably still might think, oh, when I get home, I'll go to the local boozer and yeah. have an all right day, or I'll just go to the shops. Nah, mate, you're going to get fucking recorded. You're going to be like, oh my God, you're such and such from Love Island. Yeah, I love you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think that's such a shock for some people. They can't take it. Like, they lose that privacy. And, yeah. and it's where I really sympathise with them and understand that they are, in essence, victims of this industry mm. also. Mate, it's a fucking... Suicide is, like, a huge uh, side effect of this culture. You Absolutely. Know? And it's a shame, man. But, like, so many people just cannot handle that fucking constant feeling like you're being under surveillance, feeling like you can see 
how people are truly living and you're not up to that standard, you know? And like, I think... I've got a massive thing of that. I relate so hard to that. Because mm. I look at all these people that have had like, you know, they've gone out, they've partied, they've slept around, they've blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I've been controlled my whole life. I've only worked my whole life, you know? Yeah. I've done nothing. Until now where I'm making music and performing, yeah, but you know, it's, 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 it's only now. Mm. And... I'm so busy, man. Obviously, 10 to 5 at uni, 7 to midnight at work, 5 days a fucking week, mm. and then making music, and I ain't got no time for myself. And I look at all these other people that are doing, you know, having fun. It makes me feel like, wow, what am I doing this for, bro? Right. Like, like, yeah. Literally, I'm just working as a slave my whole life. Mm. But look, I got a mad topic change because I've got this analogy that's interactive that I reckon people at home could also okay, work with. It. It's about this trust. Right. Now, if you're a monarchist, you'll fucking hate me. Right. I doubt there are many monarchists listening, but good, good for it. So take your hand out, right? Now, let's say in your hand, you've got the queen's vagina. Not attached to the queen, but you've got her flange. You've got a fanny. Right. Whatever you want to call it. Her gash, whatever. So she's died, donated her body to some yeah. pervert. Now, we can both agree that it's quite decrepit, cobwebby, kind of looks like a crypt keeper, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's say you've got a wall in front of you, which we do. Right. Now, I want you to fucking whack that thing to the floor, like fully as hard as you can, throw it right. to the wall. Right. That fucking dirty old vagina has more chance to stick to that wall than Liz Truss can stick to anything she fucking says. <laughs> Bro, where is this come from? I was where, really high. Where is this come from? Damn. Because I was like, because I know it's completely changed, but I wanted, but as soon as I thought of it, I was like, I'm saying this on a podcast with Robin. Fair. And I had to say it because I believe it's so fucking true. Do you hate, do you hate the monarchy like you did in 1994 or do you certainly love them? Are you against Brexit? Are you pro-Brexit? Because you said you were against it and now, you said you were against it, but now you're for it because mm. do you like, um, you know what else has she fucking gone back on? It's I mean, like I a whole like, list. Like the monarchy thing, like she was like twenty, you know. But Brexit, I get. Um, obviously, like she probably still doesn't like the monarchy, you know. But she's obviously got to pretend because she's fucking prime minister. Um, I just feel like, you know, whoever's there, her and Boris, probably same shit's gonna get done. Well, it was either her ways, or Rishi, you know? wasn't it? It was her or Rishi yeah. Sunak. And either of them, like. They're both. It's, we're not getting any. We're not getting a good deal. They're both way. evil, and I, f- I don't even think there's a less. This part of me. There's a lesser evil in terms of those two. I think they're both horrible. I mean, mate. There's this Bill Hicks. You know Bill Hicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. So he's got this great joke called politics in America, and he's like, "Let me tell you about politics in America," and um, puts his hands up, and he's like. I think the puppet on the left is oh, I've seen my this. beliefs. Yes. I think the puppet on the right shares my values. Wait, there's one guy holding both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government's under control. And yeah, like, I seen that, that, and I was like, wow, that got really deep and amazing. And it's it. it's true. It is true. Like like we were talking about before we before we started recording. Every time the Tories slip, Keir Starmer makes an intentional move. To make his party dislike him, to make the media dislike him, he actively tries to lose his advantage. He is one hundred percent not trying to get. Well, elected. Labour's not really Labour anymore. Like, I mean, he's not the only ex-Tory to be part of Labour now. Yeah. There was another one. I forgot the exact county, but there was one that has now switched to Labour and is in charge of a county that's controlled by Labour. He's a Labour MP, but the dude's against gay marriage. Yeah. The dude's against... The, he's very still far right wing. Right. But he's now a Labour MP. 
So mm. what the fuck am I voting for? What are those people in that county voting for if their Labour supporters are more supposedly liberal or left-wing? They've mm. got to vote for him. Yeah, Who the dude, fuck are they going to vote for, bro? Dude, it's a fucking rude awakening that I've had as well. It's like, this party do not hold great beliefs. You know, that they... They are a group of tons of people, and they're just a they're just a large part of a system that doesn't work. You know, they are called Her Majesty's loyal opposition. You know what I mean? That's what they are: the loyal opposition, the nice dog that barks and doesn't doesn't bite. You know, that's what they are really. And this two-party system has not worked. No, you know what I mean, well, it it's not work working for the anywhere. Doesn't work. Yeah, and I mean. But particularly here, because we're getting a shit rap of it right now. You go to Europe, man. Yeah. My sister's over in France, ATM. They are not getting fucked with, with their energy bills like we are. Because our country doesn't have a backbone. Well, Scotland... I Well, Scotland should be fully fucking independent, by the way. But Nicola Sturgeon has, has a, her, I think, has had a plan for the energy bill crisis. And it's incredible. She wants to freeze all energy bill payments till March 2023. And among other things. Right. But I believe it can't and won't happen because obviously they're part of the UK. I mean, they voted to stay in the EU, but because they're part of the UK, they had to go out anyway. Mm. So I, I highly can see a cunt like Liz Truss would definitely be like, ha- no. That de- Fuck yeah, off. that definitely won't happen at all. And it's a shame because, like, it's a fucking brilliant idea. And I agree with a yeah. lot of Scotland's politics, actually. Yeah. And I mean, mate, like, for people like us as well. The energy bill stuff is going to be mad, you know. Like oh, I'm, move, I'm moving up to Bristol, man, and all of the money I'm getting, it's already. If I don't have a job, I'm not going to eat food. Oh, it's... but if these bills go up that much, man, I, I mean, you know, it. Well, it how is, does yours I am work? Young, because but... mine is, um, mine uh, is all included. Nah, none of it. No. No, because my wow. uni don't do accommodation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see, mine's all included, so nah, I'm man. very lucky. So with I'm like that. private. Like oh, just renting wow. from a from a couple human beings. Oh, so it's literally a landlord thing. Yeah, man. Wow. And you know my good luck. So the accommodation, well, the like house I was gonna go into with this group that I'm with now, we had literally the dad of this guy had paid a deposit for this house, and we get a fucking email two weeks after he's paid the deposit from the landlords saying we've been given much higher offers. So would you be willing to pay more basically get into a bidding war with us even though you've already paid a deposit that's what it's like over there man that is fucked and it's a shame because i love bristol i wish i lived oh there mate more. you know i, I ever think told it's... you i used to live in bristol no i, I don't know if i know. lived in bristol and plymouth at the same time at one point actually okay, um, right. yeah i had a i had a baby sister obviously the big children's hospital in bristol oh yeah right. yeah okay. she, had, she had a baby sister who had cancer Fuck. uh so, like, weeks would be in Plymouth going to school, and then weekends, Bristol. Ah, man. And um, I was in with some accommodation paid for by the, by the hospital. Mm. And it was... Oh, I love Bristol, and it's a shame I have such a negative connotation to oh, her. Oh, man, that's She died there. Sorry to hear like, that, man. I didn't know. Yeah, no, nah, she was, like... Oh, wasn't a year old. She was very young. Mm. But, like... I wish I stayed there in Bristol for longer. Like, I, I love place. Bristol. Bro, I remember our accommodation was on a hill. Mm. And if we can see the whole of the city, basically. And there's yeah. this massive, massive tower block of flats, right? Mm. The entire 
fucking side of it is, is Darth Vader. So it's massive Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. It is incredible. Like, it's such a beautifully... It's got such cool street city. art there, Obviously, Banksy's from there. I don't yeah. need to mention that. Mate, the graffiti there puts Plymouth to shame. You know, street well, art up there is brilliant. Bristol is what Plymouth fucking should be, man. Yeah, but it never will be. No. Such a terrible council, like, bro, yeah. like, High Focus is the label I want to be signed to. Right, yeah, I get you. I yeah. want High Focus and High yeah. Focus only. I don't care nothing about it, what's going on in America, because as far as I'm concerned, actual hip hop, UK is the home for actual hip hop now. Yeah. Listen can... to the High Focus shit. You get the closest to what hip hop used to be, and it's in the UK, and it's why I'm kind of falling out in love with the American scene because I'm sick of them looking down on the UK for. I mean, it, what is a lot the American scene are. right now? You know, like drill and trap. Yeah, I'm not really. Well, into we obviously the got the big like, like you know Kung Fu. Shout out Kung Fu Kenny K Dot Kendrick Lamar. That's my guy. Yeah. With J Cole. Matt but that's not really a scene anymore, right? No. Like, Kendrick is. Well, pretty... the biggest rapper is the baby, bro. Yeah, bro, all of that stuff is like... But it's the same here, too. Drill is king. Like, Yeah, but still, like, the the big people that I like here still put out a lot more product. Like, Dave. Dave Sims, is incredible. You know, they, they do um, still have a lot going on. Where it feels like Kendrick isn't retired, but, like, he's I'm, not active. No, I'm a bit more um, old school old school sounding hip hop in this new wave so I'm like Jess still releases actually I love Jess right, yeah, yeah Jess just the whole high focus collective I'm a Matt like Dirty Dyke um, Ocean Wisdom I think is incredible I saw him at Broadmasters he yeah, was good I love Ocean Wisdom mm. um, fucking Flip Tricks Verb T I'm a massive fan of Jam Baxter is, right, is, yeah. is another one that is just incredible um, and even going back a bit further, um, London, you know, the London Posse, man, Rodney mm. P, and oh, I forgot his other name now, that's awful. But they made, they were the first British group to be on MTV Raps, and they're also one of the first to utilise their British accent. Oh, right. You okay. should listen to um, That's Life in London, mm. I think it's called. Uh, it's just, it's incredible, man. It's such a fucking tune. Yeah. I've got Rodney P on vinyl. Right. And he, yeah, it's scratched up to fuck. I found it literally <laughs> in this old shop under a fucking bin. Damn. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, no. I bet you don't know what this is. Literally. I'm having that. Those are good moments. I love those. Those are the damn best good moments. moments. It's another thing you don't get scrolling through Spotify. There's no hunt, bro. Mm. You can't discover new shit. Like, I don't know. I've discovered some cool shit on Spotify, to be fair. I have, but mainly. You know when an album ends and it plays related? Right. That's where I find the cool new shit. I yeah. just let it play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, yeah. That's a great way of doing it. That is the best feature of Spotify, without a doubt. Absolutely. The autoplay on the end. Like, my love of Velvet Underground is probably due in a large part to that. Because you listen to one album and it plays you, like, Lou Reed's shit, John mm. Cale's shit, Bowie's shit. It plays you so much stuff, man. I've been really getting into my, uh, my, my Zeppelin and Pink Floyd recently again. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, bro. Yeah, Fuck good tune. Me. Good tune. Do you know, I listen to that whenever someone I it's know... It's my high song. Yeah, whenever someone I know dies, I listen to that whole record as, like, a mm. like sort of, like, contemplative thing. It's, it is... Because it just gets me very thing. in tune myself, man, you know? I'm actually about to get the original press of Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah. From one of my supervisors, actually. He wants some extra money, so he's, I'm getting it off him for cheap. Nice. Yeah, no. Nah. The cover's a bit fucked, because he, he bought it when it came out. 
mm. and just has been playing it ever since then. So the vinyl's actually in decent nick. It's just for right. covers, which is what's bringing the price down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't need it to look mint, bro. I love the album, and if this mm. is a way I can get it for cheaper and the actual vinyl is intact, I'll do it, like... Yeah, do you know, I, I, I've got some mates that replace their albums if they get a crease on the cover. I think that's mad. I think that's way too much, bro. I mean, I just don't have the funds for starters. Yeah, fucking Because it's insane. like, you could just get a different album. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. can just have another album in your collection. Like, um, it's it's weird, but some people do get mad about it, you know, like full on. I guess it's like an OCD thing almost. I mean, I am obsessed with vinyl. Yeah. I have been for many years now. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, don't get me wrong, all of my important ones have fat sleeves on it. They're in a, yeah, they're in a box that's I mean, yeah, protected from sunlight. Yeah. Like, no right. sunlight gets into my storage bits. Okay, I get you. And, um, but I'm not super anal about it. Mm. Like, you know, they are a bit squished together and yeah. stuff. And, and I don't really care if the album, if the covers are a bit battered. Because to me, if I get it battered, it shows it's had history. At yeah, least. it's fucking character, man. Like, my Zeppelin, I have Led Zeppelin 2 original press. Yeah. Right. And now the cover's in decent nick, but the vinyl is like fucking new, mm. which which tells me this record probably brought around a lot of places yeah. and played a lot, but the person that had it fucking cared for it. Yeah. Like, because that record is now 50 years old, and right. I'm telling you, the vinyl itself is like it just came out of a fucking box. Mm. It's still got like that shine to it. There's not a single scratch on it. Not one. Yeah. So clearly the dude fucking loved this thing. Right. It cost me 50 quid because of the condition it's in. That's how much... Yeah. That's how good this fucking thing looks. It's worth it though. Well, I paid I paid the same for Jimi Hendrix Electric Ladyland. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I got part one, you see. It has so many fucking editions of that album, right. bro. There's one. There's Electric Ladyland. There's a really famous cover where it's like... You know, it's kind of like the orange tint and it's his mm. head. That's the really famous one. Mm. Then you've got the super rare expensive one, which is the naked ladies holding a picture of Jimi Hendrix with it. Yeah. And then I've got part one, which is a super psychedelic vision thing. Right. So I've got All Across the Watchtower on it, and I believe a couple of the other big ones, but I'm missing the other half of the album because it's only part one. Right. Man, that's a good album. But um, with Hendrix, for me, I've always thought uh, Axis, Boulder's Love is his best record for me i don't i don't get why that album isn't held in the same esteem you know and um i've got a few Jimi hendrix um what, original so, press what's the what's the Jimi hendrix album that's got um manic depression and hey joe it's got like a yellowish cover i don't think it's axis boulder's love i think no, it's sure. are you experienced yeah that record man only... I wish I had Hey Joe on it. That's one of my favorite. Dude, songs. that record is like the one record that Axis I don't have. Love. That I is that I the one with Castles Made of Sand on it? No, I love yeah, Castles yeah, Made of yeah, Sand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. That's that one of my song, favorite songs. Same here. That is a fucking incredible song. That song Castles is so brilliant. Made of sand. Dude, I, I used to, when I first heard that song, I. It's one of those tunes, man, I just could not stop listening to. Yeah, for like, real. Like, just constantly, constantly. And um, I actually had that with Alice in Chains. Right. Wood. Oh, oh what a song. I haven't heard it. Oh, bro, you need to. Dude, the... Uh, if you like grunge. Oof. What's mad about Hendrix is that tune, Castle's Made of Sand, is done in such a way that it's been covered. And I had heard the cover four years previously. Mm. Didn't even associate the two songs. I didn't even realise that this song I was just listening to 
by Hendrix that hit me so fucking deeply. I had already heard done by Red Hot Chili Peppers years before, tons of times, because it just didn't resonate with me in the same way. Because as great as Red Hot Chili well, Peppers are, way. and Flea, bro, is an yeah. incredible bassist, one of the best bassists of all time, couldn't touch Jimi Hendrix. In this, and he would tell you that It's himself. the same way. Well, yeah, Jimi Hendrix is a god to me. Yeah. But in the same way, it's that, like... I guess it's the opposite, where I feel um, The Man Who Sold The World was be- done better by Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. I believe that was... Oh, I don't know. You see, I'm not a David Bowie fan. I, I actually I don't like Bowie. I fucking love Bowie. I'd fuck Bowie. As you can tell. You can tell. I, 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 I would absolutely fuck Bowie, <laughs> but I wouldn't... I don't want to listen to him. Man, I love him. I think he's incredible. And his version of Man Who Sold The World will grow on you if you listen to it enough. I've listened to it, and I actually really, really like it. It's the only Bowie song I can but, actually, I actually like. But Right, okay. But I think it's more I'm just so obsessed with Kurt Cobain. I mean, mate, yeah, Kurt Cobain's version of it is incredible. It, 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 I, I can't even describe it, man. It, it, it's a great song to listen to on a night, on an afternoon like this. When it's, I mean, people can't see this, but it is gloomy. It is, yeah. yeah. Outside, it's like fucking Noah's ship is about to come over the trees. It's mad. Like, it is fucking flooding outside. But, yeah, like, Nirvana's Unplugged is is a brilliant album, especially for moments like this. And that song, along with Where Did You Sleep Last Night, make that That album. one's haunting. Those, they're both haunting That's, though they're both one's... very haunting tunes but for me the Where Did You Sleep Last Night haunts me more because of his vocals like he's so oh good. man and uh, particularly the I couldn't vi- listen the visuals to it after my well. breakup bro I dead right. ass couldn't listen to it mm. dude the visuals of the song as well, if you've seen the performance. Well, that's a cover as well, is it not? like it just is. seeing his face yeah so the who, original oh, song is called In the Pines it's by Lead yeah. Belly um, oh yeah, because he was talking about buying. Le- uh, he was offered Lead Belly's guitar. Right. It was they asked for half, half a uh, half a million dollars. For yeah, it. and and yeah, man, it was like seeing his face as he screams those words, and obviously, so many people are like, "Oh, this is because he knew he was going to kill himself." I don't think he did. No, he I don't think himself. so. Yeah. You know, like back on the subject of suicide for a moment, like. Kurt Cobain killing himself and um, I've been reading this book called Kitchen Con- Confidential by Anthony Bourdain I don't know if you know Anthony Bourdain uh, but yeah, I'm aware. it's like a famous chef and yeah, I'm reading yeah. it because I watched a documentary about him called he, Road he, he committed suicide didn't he he committed suicide yeah because like I remember fucking 60 years old he committed suicide I remember people were saying like you know he's had this perfect life be going around the world trying these amazing foods and yeah. he kills himself it's, yeah well dude people didn't really get it so his his documentary is my favourite documentary it was made a few years after he died. Um, I forget the guy's name, Neville something. Gary. Ne- Gary Neville. <laughs> Dude, you say that, but I feel like it's Neville. I don't think it's Neville Gary, but it's something like Neville something. It's, it's definitely not Gary Neville. You, no, not Gary Neville, but Neville <laughs> Gary. Rings it. God, imagine. Sorry, I can't imagine. Gary Neville's found his So he uses Anthony Bourdain, and he was a proper right <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was a fucking sound girl, I tell you. But I tell you what, it was not good as Alex Ferguson. But, <laughs> uh, so, so this documentary, man, the score was incredible. Mm. Uh, they had so many fucking brilliant ambient tunes on there. Yeah, they Gary took... Neville scored a few times. Well, Gary, <laughs> Gary Neville did score. Sorry. He didn't, didn't score any movies. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm aware of. Um, yeah, so Roadrunner, man. Mm. It's, so obviously Anthony Bourdain had this TV show after he made his book, which made him famous. And this TV show, they did like so many seasons. So... The director sits down to edit it just as COVID comes around. 
and he's got 20,000 hours of footage Ooh. to edit because he's got all of this. And then also, because Anthony Bourdain used to write books that never sold anything and while he was just a chef in New York, and his mate just started randomly filming him to like make a documentary about him. So they had all of this footage from even before he was famous that they were editing. And yeah, the fucking documentary is incredible, but it shows you just how conflicted this guy is because he... Uh, they say in the documentary that they this guy says in the documentary he's the only person I know who's had a heroin habit and not ever gone to rehab and just cold turkey it on his own, no help. I know one person who's done that like personally and it's mad. You don't do that. You know what I mean? He did that and he's had he had so many fucking struggles in his life like mentally, um, and it's just one of those things. It made me realize that suicide, nine times out of ten, isn't isn't a lifestyle man it's a fucking it's a um mistake it's an impulse it's a spontaneous impulse you know what i mean it's a solution and it, well it's not but people you know not to like make it about me but like you know it's like i'm probably at my like not to make it a sob story but like i'm at my lowest point mentally i've been in years like it's really well, right now. yeah it's down yeah. in the fucking dumps man it's like and I'll be there after, what, like, yesterday, man. About fucking torrid rain, I was out in that for five hours, mm. sweeping and fucking cleaning buses. Right. On zero hours sleep, because I can't sleep anymore. Mm. And obviously, I, 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 I had a whole day of doing shit, and then work for five hours in that rain on zero sleep. I get home, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck am I doing this for? I'm, there is literally something in my bathroom right now which sorts this, and mm. I can just have peace. And it's, you know, the the more time I have that thought, the more tempting it becomes, which is a big worry for me when Mm. I move out. Because what's stopping me is, well, I can't because my little sister is right in the room next to me. But once I'm taken out of that situation, I'm in my own room, my own place. I'm like, there is nothing really stopping me from walking in there and sorting it. And I think that's where a lot of people make that don't struggle with mental health, maybe get lost where they look at the lifestyle and the lifestyle choices of that person and associate mm. that with their mental being. Because mm. when you look at my life from the outside, you know, you can say, oh, he's got a job. That's hard to get right now. Mm. Oh, you know, he's he's wearing nice clothes, so he must be doing something. Oh, he's going to uni. He's in uni. He's got his own place. He's got a job. He's, you know, he's financially supporting a lot of people. He's mm. taking care of his partner. I take, I, I pay money at home. So you wouldn't really think I'm as suicidal as I am and I don't hate myself as much as I am. Mm. And I think that's... I'm not comparing myself to Anthony Bourdain, but I am comparing the fact that from the outside, we both have lives that could be seen as positive, but that doesn't mean that's how you see it because everything to you feels like you don't deserve it. Because mm. maybe he felt like... Oh, it's not a documentary. Maybe we had a similar thing where it's like, we've got so many of these good things in our lives. But we feel like we didn't, you know, we got lucky or mm. we don't deserve it. And that then plays on you. And, oh, you know, if I take myself out, someone who does deserve it will take my place. Mm. But you know that's not a real solution, right? Of course. Like deep down. Of course. I think deep down I do know. But when you're really down in the dumps mm. and, like, I've tried getting help and stuff, you know, I've mm. done all the talking about it with people. But sometimes it just doesn't do it man like you know Mm. it just doesn't do it 
and when you are really out of the dumps and I'm out of weed or whatever mm. and I don't have anything else I can take because I take psychedelics as well to like help me um, really like unbiasedly look at points in my life and mm. um, really look at it objectively where I can take myself out of it and almost look at it like an out of body experience and see what the best decision really is for me but I've had a big break of it recently mm. it really can feel like wow, this is the only thing left, really, because, you know, I've tried everything else has told me. I've talked about it. I've I've gone, you know, I've stopped doing a lot of stuff that um, is going to make my mind worse. Like, I've cut out drinking nearly fully. Right. I love a pint after work, but just a singular pint mm. with a rollie, you know? Right. I don't go further than that. Yeah. So there are points where I'm like, you know, I've tried. I, I've been trying since I was like 12 years old, seeing my baby sister die while she's holding my little, while she's holding my finger mm. and I've watched her die while she's holding my finger. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally watched the life drain from her ever since then. I've been like, well, what the, what's the fucking point, man? That can happen to me tomorrow. I can get cancer tomorrow. Maybe I've got it and I don't know. And I drop dead tomorrow. So why, at least this way, I'm in charge of it and I decided when I go and how I go. Mm. And maybe I think a lot of people can maybe relate to that where it's like at least they're in charge of their death and they made that decision and it wasn't taken from them. Mm. Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. But I just think like in terms of death, like it's something that you won't, you won't be able to control, you know? Mm. And, you know, A, there's like the risk of you try and take your life, you could end up trapped in life. Know what mm. I mean? Like, maybe you fuck your brain, but you're still alive. Yeah. Also, yeah. there are things like, you know, say that you were gonna die two days after you commit suicide. Shit, that's still two days. Yeah, yeah you don't still, know what can happen in those. Still two days. two days of life, and like, man, I think like, I mean, I definitely get what you're saying because I haven't experienced fucking what you've experienced with your sister and shit, and I can see why that would fucking give you that view of death and life like it's fucked man but there are you know you've got a fucking and, and I can imagine it is fucking difficult but like you've got to fucking be glad that you aren't you know you aren't dead man and you've got fucking life and you can live for your sister man you mm. know and you can live for you and fucking you can like live a life for both of you in a way you know what like, I mean obviously I'm um... I am confident in a way that I won't because I'm such a people pleaser. It's all, That's almost one of the big things that stops me is that what would mm. other people think, especially my partner. So I've, I don't think... I've, I, I, I like to teeter on the edge of it and punish myself in different ways. And that's what, that's what I like. I, that's the middle ground I find. Where it's like, okay, I, if I can't go fully through with it, I'll just do stupid shit to... Right. Because I, I I'm a very resentful and angry person. I, I all my, like I, all the male figures in my family kind of are. We're all kind of like we're not aggressive, but we show anger the same way. Right. Okay. And this for me, I don't show anger at other people. I show anger at myself mm. because I don't want to like hurt other people. I want to hurt myself if that makes sense. Whether like I'm not even saying physically, just like mentally, or like. I'll look at ways and be like, 
Because I know, because, you know, it makes me kind of feel like I'm getting my just deserves. So I actually feel better after because I feel like I deserved that. Right. So it actually makes me feel better. Because I, I grew up on, like, punishment being the main discipline. You right. know, like... Yeah. Like, my mum like my, like my didn't, like, beat the shit out of me. Right. But she had a mean left hand. Okay. You know, like, if I didn't get grades, you know, be, like, a slap and stuff. Yeah. And... You know, I'm, and I'm not angry for it because it did actually help me in terms of ways. Like, it's not right, and I would never do it to my kids, but I don't want kids. But, you know, I, it, it did help me really, like, learn some things that are wrong, and I haven't repeated them since. Mm. So I'm not blaming my parents for that at all. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of instilled in me that punishment is the way for me to better myself. Mm. Dude, I fucking resonate with the mindset. Um and like I think the issue is a self esteem issue. You know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah, the issue sure. is fucking self esteem. And dude, I had a similar thing, which is like a fucking um I feel like for me it's like a byproduct of just having a fucking energetic brain and like wanting to be better, you know, mm. having that mind of like you wanna be better at whatever relationships, fucking conversation, being a person, whatever. Some some of us just have that fucking thing of like shit we can see where we're going wrong. Yeah. And um yeah man, like when I so I was learning German a year ago and um Oh mad. Yeah, my partner's German, that's such Yeah. And so like I would sit at this desk, we'd be over there, and I would like be doing German and sometimes man, the same thing happens when I'm reading sometimes. I just can't take shit in. And mm. it just doesn't come in. And instead of like accepting that bro, I would punch myself in the head. And I full on fucking hit myself in the head and I was doing it for months until I realised like shit that's self harm mm. like someone said to me like I was talking about self harm and they were like these are all the ways you can self harm and I was like what the fuck well people imagine self harm as a very stereotypical way of cutting and stuff mm. you know but I think for seen reasons why really actually damaged that commu- like the whole right. community of, of, of people that either have or do do that I think that was so fucking damaging to that because it made people think oh so this is only what it is yeah, and dude, you know... It was like, a disgusting series, I'm sorry. It's such a shit series, and I think it made so much harm. And I think it's a part of the reason why see people see self-harm as, you know, um, what you see in films. If someone self-harms, mm. it's it, it's cutting yourself. Right. But there's so many ways to do it. Like, I personally didn't cut myself a lot. Mm. I, I, I do it, like, up here, so that it's covered by the sleeve. And right. I realised, wait, my parents are going to see that eventually, and it's just going to get me in so much trouble, so I'll just, like find other ways to do it right and i think it's very it's, i think it's very important to say to people that if you do physically harm yourself even if it seems so little like you said punching your head when you get something wrong mm. i think people should realize that it is a form of self-harm and it's not any less than you know taking blood out yourself yeah that's it's it. still the same level i really don't think we should look at self-harm as levels we should treat it and get support people the same way Mm. to be honest because if people do the smaller stuff and if you and you know the dopamine stops after that the feeling of feeling better stops and we need to go on to bigger bigger stuff mm. it's gonna lead to one thing only so i think we need to treat people the same way no matter how they choose to do it because it's still self-harm and we can't put levels on self-harm in my opinion 100 percent, and it's like even for me man before i did that i just sort of had this idea of like 
some people just do it because they want you to see it. You know what I mean? Well, and, they and say I it's had, a cry of help this. sometimes. Yeah, like. yeah, legit. And bro, I just didn't like, like for me until I actually went through it, I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's like, like I wouldn't ever normally talk about it, but I feel like talking about it here where people can hear it and shit is well, important, you know? People... Especially like in the context of like suicide prevention and shit. Obviously tomorrow. Well, that it's brings like me to like, wild suicide bro, suicide day. attempts are sometimes the biggest cry of help you can do because... Mm. Think about it, man. If you really, if you truly decide, to, I am going to end my life today. Yeah. Why take a lot of pills? Because that's not always going to happen. It's almost like, you know, maybe it won't go through and I'll stay alive. If you truly, truly decide you want to end yourself, you know, there's much more definitive ways to do it. Mm. I believe when people choose methods like an overdose of pills... Yeah. It's more of a cry for help than a true, definitive suicide attempt. I feel like maybe this is their last straw, that if they survive and they're still, and you know, unless they're not getting the help they need, this is the last thing to show. Look, I need help. Mm. I need support. And this is the last bastion of hope that they will be seen as that. Mm. You know, because there's much more definitive ways to do it. Yeah. And I think that we need to stop that before people see a suicide attempt as a last bastion of hope we need to mm. completely cut that off you know stop it in the tracks before it even gets to that yeah you know and start looking at people if, if if someone says they need help no matter if whether you believe it or not because i know some people can seem like maybe they're just doing it for attention of mm. course there's people that <clears throat> never exist like that there's cunts everywhere and every also community is going to have cunts, but... You can't know, you know? You can't know. Because so some people are just it. awkward. Like, some people just socially are awkward. Yeah. So some people, if they tell you, oh, I've been harming myself, it can come off as if it's almost like a look at me thing. Yeah. But deep down, that could be a fucking serious, like, groundbreaking moment for them to even say something. You know what I mean? And, like, man, fucking hell. I went and saw an old friend the other day. Yeah. Like, about a month ago, and I hadn't seen him since school. We'd, we'd had like a sort of romantic thing for a while and uh, I cut it off and like they were very sort of unhappy about it and I'd heard they'd had a lot of like trauma and stuff since I'd seen them and man I met up with them and fuck there were like serious like long scars down their arms and shit and, and I just realised how quickly any of us can go from happy relationships school's going good to the person who doesn't go outside and wants to die like fully wants to be dead and I, like it's we need to fucking have conversations like this you know pendulum it's 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 very much life is very much a pendulum mm. man because it will always swing side to side no matter what you do you will not have a smooth ride yeah. and i think a lot of people might not see depression for what it is like yeah it's a pendulum that will swing to our side and things will probably get better as time goes on but I think a lot of people look at people who are so depressed and don't believe that as oh you're just sad it will pass mm. like dude it's so much more than that like it honestly feels like that pendulum has stopped Yeah. and staying there because your clock's broken, bro. Your, like, internal clock is fucking broken. It's stuck. It's stuck in this one time. Mm. 
the clock analogy for me really strikes home because I believe that everyone has a time if they're depressed. Well, most people have a time they can point to, be like, this is the event that didn't, you know, this wasn't, the event didn't just happen when you were instantly depressed, but this is the event that started the snowball. Right. That has made it worse and worse and worse. Like, for me, it's the death of my sister. Mm. That was the time my clock stopped. Right. And I think a lot of people will have that exact same time. And it feels almost like I can't change the batteries in that clock because my life is so controlled by this one time Mm. that I can't change it because I can't change the battery. I can't fix my clock, man. I'm stuck on this one time that is affecting me every day. Mm. So I need to figure out a way to recharge my clock. How do you think you do that, though, man? I think it's distraction for me. Everyone's different, yeah. but for me, it's distraction. It's I'm always doing something. One thing I will never tolerate someone calling me is lazy, because yeah. I'm always doing something, Same whether it's at work or uni or writing music mm. or like designing fashion because I love fashion bro I, I love mm. expressing myself in fashion so I'll be like if I got nothing to do I'll be like okay tomorrow I'll wear this and this and this because this con competition is blah 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 blah, blah mm. to keep my mind occupied yeah like today I walked all the way here in the rain to do something because I didn't want to just not do anything and mm. I want to I always need to do fucking something to keep my mind off it yeah because if I'm like work is actually great for my mental health weirdly dude uh, so many people would benefit massively from having, even if it's like two days a fortnight of work, mm. a routine. Work is a fucking powerful thing for your mind. Like, I'll, I'll admit that with my work, it's very alone. You are alone and you're like, I don't have a boss looking over me the whole time because these guys mm. have shit to do. So I'm alone on these buses sweeping and mopping them. Yeah. And it can get dark when it's literally just you for five hours alone with your thoughts. Mm. But, when I get angry, I just take it out of my sweep and mop, bro. I just be like, yeah, fuck this fucking stain. Fuck that yeah. Mackey's meal. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck everything. And it really helps me get that anger out, man. I can fully just focus on the sweep and mop and not take it out on myself or mm. take it out on others. I take it out on this fucking Mackey's meal or yeah. that fucking coffee stain. But yeah, fuck you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you with this mop. Mm. And it really helps. It's, it's, it's a good release of energy. And I think a lot of people could benefit from having just one big distraction yeah i mean mate that sounds like what we were talking about earlier before we recorded of like we talked about so much shit. football being yeah. a, being a kind of release of your it's inner primal. tension yeah it's so like primal. a primal instinct you've got that you have to suppress throughout the week and then when you go to something like a football game where you can fucking scream and and call people a cunt and shit and no one gets offended that's why i so love that we have sports, not only like football, but combat sports, man. Mm, yeah. For people that can safely get that physical anger. If you physically need to like get your anger out like that, to mm. do it in a safe environment, and which yeah. can then help you learn about the safety of others if you choose to do it as a profession. And, yeah. you know, and, it's, and you can just get it out, and you're not going to take it out on your wife. You're not going to take it out on your kids. Mm. You're not going to take it out on your friends or your parents, whoever the people might be. You can yeah. get it out in the, on this fucking bag. Mm. Or in this ring with another person who has trained just as much as you, so it's an equal thing, and you 
you know, and you've got a referee there and you've got yeah. first aid people. It's all controlled. I think it's a beautiful thing that we have. I'm a massive advocate for combat sports for troubled people. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I'm such an advocate for it. Yeah, mate, it's like a fight club, you know. God, that what film a film that's probably it's my, fucking it's in my incredible. top three film of all and, time and you know not just because it's a genius director but the book I've got over there written I by watched for Joe Chuck Palahniuk yeah I watched for Joe Rogan he's incredible he, mate I've read tons of his books since and that book like all of his books really touch on the thing of like you know we are in a society where we don't actually listen to our inner needs you know we don't sit down and think about what's best for what? How do we release our energy? How do we fucking work? We don't in a, in accordance with what's inside us, and that, mate, I think it's spot on. That like that is something that we all need to think about, like, and encourage other people to think about when they're going through tough times. You know, like, what other ways? Like, what ways are there without fucking drugs and shit and alcohol? What ways are there that you can get that feeling of being in control? I I hate the nightclub culture mm. so much. I've never been into a nightclub. I have. Ever. And they're fucking awful. But they peddle that thought. Are you feeling down? Come to Switch. Come to Fever. Yeah. Drink with your friends. Mm. Get mashed. Buy this super expensive bottle of gold vodka. Pay for the booth. Have people in sc- scantily clad people bring you this bottle with a fucking flare thing coming out of it. Spe- mm. You know, spend your money on this shit that will make you feel even worse because alcohol is a depressant. Mm. Go do coke in the bathroom. Go do the line of Mandy in the bathroom. Have yeah. a mash night out, but spend your money with us. It's a horrible, disgusting culture that is killing people. Yeah. Um, that may sound exaggerated, but it is killing no, people. True. Because people so feel true. this is what they have to do to have fun. Mm. Dude, you know, you don't have to go to a club to have fun. It's a sardine can full of other coked up basses and drunk people that will then cause trouble for no reason because that's the way they feel but that's the only thing they can do to have fun True, they don't know anything else they go 9 to 5 have an argument with their partner and go out with the boys or they go out with their partner and their friends and it all gets messy because it's the only thing they feel like can do Mm. and I think it is partly a British culture problem Mm. where you know We've got, you know, go, we're going out with the lads. We're going on a match yeah. with the lads. Yeah. And uh, people feel like that's the only thing they can do with the lads. Like, mm. they don't have moments where they can just sit inside together and maybe try and be a bit more creative or chill out and watch a movie together or something. You know, they've got to go out. They've got to get yeah. mashed. They've got to go on the pool. Because mm. that's the only thing they know to do to have fun as young adult men. Mm. But it's just how it's marketed, man. And, and it, what you see is what you do, you know. And, um... Yeah, I feel like it's going to change slowly because a lot of people are sort of breaking that cycle. But, I mean, yeah, man, like, I've got a lot of mates who are into that kind of thing. And, like, yeah, fair enough. But, like, for me, man, it fucks me up if I do it for too long, you know? Like, going out... like I And, mate, I fucking love a pub, you know? I love I love... And I love beer. I really fucking love beer. I love Red Stripe currently, bro. I'm all on that, <laughs> all on that Jamaican shit right now. And, like, mate, for me, it is a fucking balance of trying not to just give in to that. And constantly going out on... Alcohol's addictive, man. Because, mate, it's like the reason I, that I work so much. Like, so many people, you know, I'm not special, but, like, so many people, the reason I work on so much shit, because there's a lot of shit I just don't want to deal with, man, you know? There's a lot of shit that, you know, I, I have terrible thoughts, and, and there are a lot of shit, there's a lot of shit I haven't faced yet. And for me, work is that, which is also why I love getting drunk. It's why I love beer. 
Similar thing. You get to chill out. I don't really chill out much. I can't drink, man. Right. Because it's such a depressant for me. Right. It really just um, fucks me up. Well, I can't drink heavily. I love rum and coke and beer. You know, if I'm with a, I'm with, I'm with a lad, I will have a pint or two. But yeah. I will never get drunk again. Bad. Because I know what I'm capable of. Right. And that's not me saying, I'm an odd man, I'm going to fight people. No, I know what I'm capable of to myself. Right, okay, yeah. But when I smoke, on the other hand, I'm just like, I want to watch monkeys. Yeah, I get So you. I watch tons of Different eight shit. documentaries and monkeys, yeah. and I'm like... I want food, I'm going to order. I'm, I'm feeling tasty. I don't order... Because I, do, I don't order takeaway much. Mm. So when I do, I treat myself and I'm like, I'm going to watch a fucking monkey documentary Dude. about food and I love it. Last time I got stoned, I spent like two hours watching beekeeper videos on YouTube. See what I mean? It's, it's I love it. It's like... It's like it's, it's like the meme of like when you can't sleep at 3am and you watch those people making the mud huts and shit. Like yeah. the, it's, it's, a, it's the same thing. But there's just, just for me, man, beer calls me in a completely different way. Alcohol just... Oh, I love beer. I've got I very, could go for a beer. I could go for it. Maybe we'll go for a beer after this. We um, can, I totally... I just got paid, mate. I can... I reckon we should. We should. Um, but it's like, you know, there is that, that thing of like, it just, it feels good to, to let loose. Mm. Um... And when you do it in moderation, it's it's good, you know. Uh, it's just the it's just when you let it become your lifestyle. It's that moderation is where people struggle with it the most. Yeah, man. But it's, it's just it's so good for your soul when you can learn it, you know. When you can be like fuck, like you work right by a pub, right? The bus um, centre. I'm right by the Brit. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you finish work, that place is open to one a.m. You could go and get a pint, but you've got uh, to fucking choose not to, right? I think. I think. They do, because oh, they have a time where they shut off the kitchen, obviously, so I don't yeah. know if that also means pints. No, no, so the last orders are one. Oh, I see. But yeah, um, so you've got Sundays, that thing. On Sundays, sometimes I do. Yeah. But that's, it's very, very rare. But what, I mean, you know, what I'm saying is like, you could finish work and just get yeah. smashed every day. But part of you has to be like, I want it, but I can't. Uh, personally, no. Right. Because I just prefer smoking so much more for me. Okay, it's just right. going yeah, to smoke. Because what I, lo- what I don't like about alcohol is that I have a feeling that I lose my sense of control. Right. But, I, but whereas where there are times where I've been incredibly fucking baked out of my mind. However, I still know where I am, mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I can move very easily. You know, I can... Yeah. I can easily take the bus and go to somewhere or yeah. be still kind of be productive and not... Obviously, I've had moments where I'm just like, brain melt out. Yeah. But that's a lot more rare. I'm, I'm still very aware and I know what I'm doing. With alcohol, I wouldn't trust myself. Like, let me put it this way. I go out on a session with people in, mm-hmm. unless it's a house party and I need to take a bus journey to get there. Yeah, I would not trust myself to go home in the dark, find the bus stop, get the right bus, and go home drunk. Mm. But I will easily trust myself to do it incredibly stoned, because I've done it many Fair. times. Yeah. Do you know, I think that's why I like alcohol so much, is that I feel like, I, right, I'm not in control, and I can just sort of let... It, it helps me just let go, man, you know? And, like, shit, if I pass out in a bush, I'll pass out in a bush. Because normally I'm like, I can't pass out in a bush. I want to eat porridge tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And it's like, when I can let go of that shit, that rigid sense of fucking routine, because obviously routine is good, but I get too involved in it. And there's a I part respect of, that. You know, the, it's like that primal thing of like, 
We all want a bit of chaos. As much as we don't want to admit I it, we all chaos. want a bit of fucking chaos, no, I, man. I love chaos. It's, it's why it's dangerous. It's, why, it's like it's the dark arts. You know what I mean? It's why yesterday was a big, bit big thing for me. Right. Like, I ain't gonna say exactly what because like, my name ain't even known. Obviously, you know because I told you in the kitchen. Obviously, my name ain't even known to mm. the people. Yeah. But yesterday, what happened? Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. When the police got involved, it was fucking exciting mm. it was a rush it was like oh man this is it right you know i'm like yeah mm. like because i knew i because i knew no one was going to get nicked because no crimes were broke no no laws were broken yeah, 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 yeah so it was just the thrill of how long are they going to follow us for man right do i really have this little to do they definitely do, because they they're British do. police. Yeah, so <laughs> it was a rush, because I felt like we won. Right, yeah. It's I'm like, you. but you know, that's all I'm going to get into about that situation, just because I ain't like making myself public with that shit. Mm. Okay, should we go for a beer? I'm, I'm all good for a beer, yeah. Bro, this has been a good I'm chat. I'm sweating, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, it's really hot in here. You ain't got monkeypox, it's all good. No, no, I definitely don't. You'd know. <laughs> You'd know. Right, thank you for listening, people. That was um, sick as fuck, man. Until next time, until. peace. To contact a hotline about suicide, suicidal thoughts, um, serious depressive moods, you can contact the Samaritans on 116-123 or text SHOUT to 85258. Alternatively, you could contact them via their website, www.samaritans.org. Um, if you would like to donate any money to organisations that help support people with mental health illnesses, you can go to mind.org.uk stroke donate. And if you wanted a an online chat service where you could talk about these things without having to call although there would be options for that you can go to www.betterhelp.com thank you